Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, showcasing alumni of Iowa State University and Cyclones Everywhere, making communities, Iowa, and the world a better place. Good afternoon, Cyclones Everywhere, and welcome into Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle with the ISU Alumni Association. We want to let you know about a very exciting event we have coming up at the ISU Alumni Association. We're hosting our first ever virtual state day this year. We'll see you on Monday, March 22nd, that's this coming Monday, at 7 p.m. to celebrate Iowa State's Founders Day. We'll be going behind the scenes to explore our university's past and present. There is no cost to attend. However, any cyclone who donates over $25 receives a special state day print and an ISU Dining Rice Krispie Treat. Plus, registering puts you in the running for cool prizes, including a one-of-a-kind student creation from Iowa State's very own Gaffers Guild. Visit our website, isualum.org, to learn more and to register for our virtual state day 2021. Well, we are thrilled to be joined by Iowa State alum Kyvin Gadsden today. As a wrestler at Iowa State, Gadsden was a three-time All-American and NCAA champion in the 197-pound weight class. He also excelled off the mat, earning all Big 12 first-team academic honors twice in his career. Since graduating from Iowa State with a degree in Child, Adult, and Family Services, Gadsden has remained active in the Central Iowa community. He recently co-founded Be Rare Initiative to promote healthy social and emotional learning patterns in youth through creative outlets. In two weeks, he's going to be competing in the U.S. Olympic Trials in Texas with the goal of qualifying for the Tokyo Olympics this summer. So please help me welcome to Live from Size Lounge, Kyvin Gatson. Hey, Kyvin. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Doing really well. Thanks for joining us. I, I, I like your backdrop. I can see the Olympic the Olympics in the back, and it looks like a nice painting in the side. Yes, you got the, the Zoom background all set up. It's perfect. Yeah, I, tried, I, tried, I tried to do it properly. I tried to do it properly. <laughs> awesome. And we both got the green on today for St. Patrick's Day, which is very yeah. cool. Awesome. Oh, there you go. It's your own shirt. I not, let's see yeah. it. Can you give us let's, let's, what's on the shirt there? It's, um, it says, I just want some ice cream, and it's me and as an ice cream cone. That's fantastic. It, it works pretty well. It's um, it works pretty well. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, hey, we mentioned you've got a big uh, week coming up in just what? Would you say seventeen days? Not like you're counting seventeen days uh, until the Olympic trials. Sixteen and hours. Sixteen and hours is is now what it is. Sixteen and hours. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. April second and third um, will be the Olympic trials uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, like you mentioned at Dickey's Arena. So, um, preparation is is coming along it's coming along it's been it's been a journey in november i was actually injured in a competition down in texas and so my last two trips to texas in terms of wrestling haven't been like the best for me uh, but I'm, I'm looking to make this third trip um extremely extremely special so yeah so what's it been like uh, just this past year as we've been dealing with COVID, uh, your training for the Olympics? It's obviously a big, uh, big moment in your life to, to have a pandemic kind of thrown into the middle of that. How has that kind of affected your training as you compete? Well, it, wow. I guess it would, I wouldn't say it affected me as much as it's affected others, you know, like when everything was happening, right? Like when the 
pandemic first came upon us, uh, we were practicing in the wrestling room, getting ready to college guys for their NCAA tournament. And then all of a sudden their NCAA tournament gets canceled, right? And with that, you kind of thought other things were going to come along after that and get, you know, postponed or canceled. And so there was a bunch of meetings through Team USA and the U.S. Um, Olympic Paralympic Committee deciding on, you know, if they were going to send a team, if the games were going get, to get postponed. All these different conversations were happening. And then ultimately, um, the, the games got postponed. Um, so throughout that time, it was really um, beneficial for me just because personally it was just like, okay, now what can, what can I do? You know, what can I control? Cause this isn't something I can control right myself, but what can I control to make myself a, a better me now that I have another year to prepare. And um, so I really started to try and trying to focus in and hone in on like the smaller details of, of preparation, of knowing myself, learning myself, um, and, and growing. Uh, like you said um, earlier, um, I was an academic All-American, you know, two times, but it wasn't until the final two years. You know, I didn't come into to college um, uh, super, super ready to, you know, do the wrestling and do the school and the social thing, you know, all together. So it was a learning process for me, a growth process. And, um, it's been it's been extremely positive for me yeah very cool yeah that's as you think about COVID and the amount of time we've just been able to think to ourselves right this wrestling is such a mental sport i know but man just that that aspect of you just got to keep waiting and waiting till till the the trials get rescheduled and uh that's just got to been probably probably one of the hardest parts right for you is just that overcoming those mental barriers yeah for sure and that's that's always what it is in wrestling, usually for the most part. I mean, there's sometimes there's some physical things, mm -hmm. uh, but the mental piece is a huge um, component of like your success and your ability to consistently be successful. And so the thing that I've learned the most is like your ability to like just refine and, and adapt, you know, like just a month ago, they announced that. Olympic trials weren't going to be at Pennsylvania State University and that they were going to get moved somewhere. Right. So now you're in limbo. You don't know when it's going to happen. Now you're on more calls trying to figure out when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen at. Um, are they moving the time frame up? Are they going to move it back? And ultimately, they moved it up a week. Um, and for me, that was scary because I'm coming off an injury. And I'm like, well, is that week going to be? You know, is that going to take me and maybe put me on the sideline? Am I not going to be as um, sharp and ready as I um, had hoped or planned? So I've just really learned to kind of adapt some more and be flexible. Not that I think I was like overly unflexible, but it just made made very clear and apparent that being able to adapt and being able to um, be flexible and make changes on the fly is extremely important, especially when you're talking about being successful. Yeah. We also want to add too, if, if people have questions for Kaivin uh, about his upcoming, uh, the Olympic trials, throw them in the, throw them in the, the comments there and we'll try and get to those uh, throughout the show. But Kevin, I want to talk about your time as a wrestler here at Iowa State. It wasn't that long ago that you were competing here, but um, what is it 
what, what were those experiences like competing at the Big 12 level, one of the highest levels in the country? Uh, how did that prepare you for where you're at today competing uh, to get to the Olympics? Well, I think college prepared me a ton just because there were so many different life changes um, that I went through in college. Um, when I was a sophomore, um, a lot of people probably know this, but my father passed away the day after 12 um, tournament. And so someone who had already has always had always been there for me in life and in wrestling um, at 20 years old, I no longer was going to be able to, you know, have a physical conversation with that person. Right. And so um, being able to learn about myself during that time was super, super challenging. Right. And so that's been my um, up to date. That's um been my biggest loss, you know, like my biggest, biggest challenge. And so overcoming that and understanding that that never like goes away, right? Like you still deal with it just the other day, right? It was um, March 10th is his um, passing anniversary. And so like, it's like, oh, like, man, I wish I could talk to my dad, right? But you learn to, like I said, you learn to adapt and, and be flexible and, and you grow through those things as painful as as they can be at times, you learn to grow through them. Um, but I had a blast competing um, on the Big 12 level. Um, I was able to enter the Big 12 tournament three times and I was able to win it three times. So that was really fun. Um, and then to be able to represent the conference, um, the university, myself, my family, my faith, all those things um, at the NCAA level. Um, it was all it was all extremely fun for me. There were definitely, you know, the, the peaks Um, for my benefit, I, I feel like, you know, I learned a lot. I was even able to get a master's degree, right? I, I was able to get my master's degree from Iowa State in 17. I'm in um, higher education leadership and learning under Dr. Barb Licklider. So I'm super appreciative of everything that I've gotten to do as a Iowa State student athlete and then even beyond that. So I know when um, when Coach Dresser came to Iowa State, um, you may have to help me with some of the details on this, but didn't he make Iowa State into a Olympic training site? So you're able to compete uh, to train for the Olympics here. Is that right? Yeah. So there was the Cyclone region. There was a Cyclone Wrestling Club where you could still train, and so I still was training here in Ames um, in. 2000 at the end of 2015 and 16. So I qualified for the Olympic trials in 16 and I ended up losing to another Iowa State alum, Jake Varner, uh, in 2016 at the Olympic trials, who was the 2012 Olympic gold medalist at my weight class. Um, and so then when coach Kevin Dresser came over, he um, rebranded essentially the CWC in change it into the Cyclone Regional Training Center. Um, and so, yes, I'm still part of that. And I train as a senior level, um, Olympic level um, athlete out of the Iowa State wrestling room. And my um, technical head coach is Nate Carr Sr., who was a three-time NCAA champ um, and Olympic bronze medalist in, in uh, Korea in 1988. So, um, have a have a lot of ties and i'm super excited to still be here in ames you know 11 years later uh still working for that dream like you said you see the the, the rings in the background but that was one of the things that 
um, Kevin Jackson said to me when he came on my in-home visit when I was getting recruited, he said, you know, like Kevin, we're recruiting you to, you know, be an NCAA champion, to get a bachelor's degree, to get a master's degree, and then win world and Olympic titles. And so that's the that's the last piece of it for me in terms of everything that Coach Jackson, you know, said to me and said what the plan was. And it was essentially a six-year plan, but I guess I'm a little bit slow on some stuff. Um, but within when I came in in 2010, summer of 2010, um, seven years after that, I had three of the things accomplished. I had an NCA title. I had a bachelor's degree. I had a master's degree. So um, the, the, the plan doesn't always work out in time, but if you, uh, if you stay diligent with it and stay connected to it, it seems like, you know, like things can work out, work out pretty good. For sure. Very cool. Uh, well, you've stayed really involved here in the Ames community, even since graduating, you recently co-founded the Be Rare initiative. Tell us about what this organi organization is about and also why you decided to start it. Well, the organization is about the kids and the families in the community. And the message behind it was something that came to the co-founder, who is Erica Andorf. Her son is um, actually on the Iowa State wrestling team. Um, Marcus Coleman, who qualified for the NCAA, so he'll be competing at the NCAA championships this weekend. And we were just in talks about some stuff and maybe starting a wrestling club and some other stuff. And she kind of was like, well, what, what about something like bigger than that? And I had already, because of my background um, in child adult and family services, I had already, and you with the emphasis on youth, I had already worked through some things in college that we had wrote up a, you know, a business plan and things like that for a nonprofit. And so then when Erica said, like, what about something bigger? It kind of just clicked that, hey, like we could do something bigger than wrestling. Like wrestling might not be for everyone, right? Anybody can wrestle, but it might not be for everyone. So like, well, what can we do um, to kind of let the kids lead us, right? Like wrestling was my vehicle, was my passion. Um, and so it's taken me all over the world, right? I've gotten to meet tons of, you know, successful people, different people from different walks of lives and, and everything like that. And then grad school um, in higher education, leadership and learning was focused on emotional intelligence. And it was like, okay, this at 22 and 23 years old, learning about and understanding emotional intelligence did this much for me what will it do if you give it to a kid that's in middle school or elementary school, if you give them those same type of emotional skills um, and that emotional intelligence so that they can um, understand themselves, understand how they interact with the world in the world. Um, you, you could only think that it would make the child healthier, make the family healthier, make the community healthier. And I think there can be a lot of positive things done with um, a very, uh, special uh, focus on emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting too that you bring that up because it's like kids when they're at the, when they're that young youth, uh, you know, age, they're they're really just focused on sports. Like right? they're not really thinking about life past that. They're all all their focus is on 
oh, I want to, you know, I want to play professionally, or I want to be like you, go to the Olympics. But there's yeah. so much more to that to teach people about life and the lessons of life that they just don't understand. So is that something else that you guys with the Beware Initiative are trying to kind of teach these kids about? There's there's more to life than than sports. So you got to do good in the community too. Yeah, well, we want them to understand that every one of them is rare, right? Um, every every one of them is rare. Like there's there's not a multiple or a clone of you. So even if you're a twin, a triplet, quadruplet, like you're rare, you're different than everybody else on this planet, right? And so whatever it is that gets you excited or is your passion, right? Like it'll help you develop those skills. It'll help you in, um, understand yourself more and know what you want to do and how you want to be and it can take you different places. So we want the kids to understand that much about themselves so that they can be like, okay, like I'm going to use. If they learn the instrument, anything that they're passionate about theater, right? Find them the support system and the mentor to help them push that forward so that they can be great at it. They can be rare at it. And if they're rare at it, then they can take it to different heights. They can go di different places with it. And when a kid truly enjoys something or loves something, they take it right. Like they take off with it. You don't have to, you don't have to like coerce them into, um, going to wrestling practice. If they love wrestling practice, like, Hey dad, mom, when's wrestling practice? If they love, the violin they're gonna go sit on the violin and learn how you know and, and work at it if they love the piano if they love arts and crafts they're gonna pull they're gonna go pull that out if they have those resources they're gonna go get that stuff and they're gonna work at it right you don't have to but hey you need to do this hey you need to do that they do it themselves right mm -hmm. and so i think that's the special thing is that we're focusing on what the child brings to us what they want to do and helping push that forward with them and um, giving them the, 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 helping them learn those skills that they need to be um, successful within themselves, most importantly. And once you can have that success with yourself, um, you'll find the ability and the ways to have it within your family, your community, um, all those different things. I wish I had the picture, but I know uh, this past, past year in 2020, you helped uh, with the derecho cleanup. Uh, there was a great picture that was going around of you carrying a big uh, tree trunk or something, <laughs> big tree limbs. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, was that part of that? You took a group out there to help clean up some storm. I thought I saw a picture in there maybe of that. Um, what happened was um, I had a friend, um, Matt Beatty, and we were, we were talking about, I can't remember what it was. And then, um he just was like hey um i have a friend in ankeny they're doing some some cleanup because of the derecho would you be able to you know come help and i was like yeah sure whatever so i went out there just like on my my, my own time um also and and helped that family out and they were iowa state people um but i also went over to cedar rapids um another group um led by josh schamberger and um, former University of Iowa wrestle, wrestler Luke Eustace, um, mm -hmm. what, they did a the Rachel cleanup in Cedar Rapids that my brother and I went over and helped out with. So, just I like to say, people helping people. You know, there's 
a lot that goes on in the world and there's a lot of things that go on within people. And um, I think the best and one of the most important things we can do as uh, humans is, is just be people helping people, um, you know, so that's kind of how that came along. But I got some zucchini, I got some like um, some blueberry zucchini bread out of it, and it was delicious. And it was and there were cyclones that you were helping out. I think I saw right. They were out yeah. fellow Iowa staters. That's cool. Yeah, nice. And because you're from you're from Eastern Iowa, right? What, are you from Waterloo or uh, that that kind of area? So I was born in Iowa City, but oh, I keep ooh. that I keep okay. that under wraps. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was born in Iowa City, and I lived there till um, through sixth grade. And then uh, in 2004, my dad got the head coaching job at Waterloo East. So we moved up to Waterloo. And um, so I went through middle school and high school in Waterloo. And that's what I consider home. Um, that's where I feel like I, I, I grew up. Um, and, and then I moved to Ames. So I've actually, I actually, as of right now at 28 years old, the longest I've been a place is the 12 years I spent in Iowa City, and then now Ames is. Um, I got here at 17, so I'm, I'm going on, you know, 11, 11 years. So I have to stay another year so I can, you know, even even that out or surpass it. So if Ames will keep me, I guess I'll stay. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, I know you've got the the ice cream shirt, and I know that you also recently partnered with the ISU Creamery, the new mm -hmm. ISU Creamery on campus to develop a new ice cream that's gonna be released on April 12th. Tell us about uh, this process. I know that's something you're going over there to do today to kind of finalize the flavor, right? Yes, okay, so um, so yeah, on April 10th, the, the creamery is um, released, or they're, they're, they're starting their Saturday hours, which will be from two to six, and that is the day that the ice cream will be released okay and the name so i got to i got to i really enjoyed this process by the way i had a ton of fun because i think if you've seen the interview i don't know if you guys can pull up pull up that interview or whatever but in 2015 or whatever after i won ncaa's i had an interview and they were like well you know like what up what's up how, how do you feel and i just was like i just want some ice cream so now six years later i and finally getting my ice cream and I got to make it. <laughs> and so the name is going to be um, called Champion Chip Kyvendoe. So Champion Chip Kyvendoe. Um, and it is going to be Dulce de Leche flavored ice cream with chocolate chip cookie dough, caramel swirls and chocolate chips. And um, I'm super like, super pumped about about it and uh, i get to go over to the creamery today and work on some production stuff and uh it's going to be super super fun for me and it's been a it's been a super fun process as is i think it started in probably october and then we really got rolling in um in January with like the production and trying out the sample flavors and me having to go through picking it, sampling it, seeing what tasted right, what didn't, how the cookie dough paired. It was like an intricate um, process. So I'm super appreciative of uh, my air, uh, my manager, Erica, um, as well as um, 
Miss Stephanie and Dr. Clark over at the ISU Creamery. They've been awesome without, with and throughout the whole process. And um, they just made it last. If people don't know what we're talking about, I found the clip. So let's see if we can get this played here. Somewhere. Let's go to Quinn Kessling. Yes, you are great. What, what emotions were you dealing with when you stepped on the mat when this match started? You know, a lot of the nerves. Had to let out some nervous energy. In the back, I was yelling. Oh. Man, a quiet match all of a sudden blew up. Boom. What you happened? Know what that's called the Ganson. I coined it. I'm going to patent it next. What was it like for you with the family adversity that you've gone through to now win a national championship? Awesome. You know, I love my dad. I'm about to start tearing up. Whew. It is awesome. We work for this. My, my dad, my mom, everyone, we work for this. What's it feel like? I just want some ice cream, man. I just want some ice cream. That's awesome. There it is. Yeah, so that's that's how that came about. And I literally, the story behind that is, um, so it was super hard for me to continue wrestling like after my dad passed away, not because I wrestled for him uh, my whole life, but because when he did pass away, I put that on my shoulders like, oh, you have to win and wrestle for him. And that wasn't that wasn't the right thing to do. Um, it wasn't properly placed emotion. Um, I don't think I gave myself the proper time to to grieve and kind of understand what was happening. Um, because when it was happening, I was in the middle of season, right? And he wanted me to focus on season. It's like, oh, this is what you need to do. Focus on wrestling, focus on wrestling. And so when he asked me um, after I won NCAAs, like I'm all jacked up, right? Like um, just full of energy, joy. And he's like, well, you know, how does it feel? And I'm like, oh, man, like my dad's not here. Right. Like, but that wasn't my first thought process. Like, oh, my dad's not here to watch this. Um, so then I answered him and I told him, you know, like I was about to start tearing up. And then I felt like he asked me the same question again. And I was like, well, I'm not about to like cry on national television. I just told you I was about to start tearing up. I don't want to cry on national television. I'm happy right now. Um, and so I just started thinking like happy thoughts. Like, how are you going to celebrate? You know, like what's your celebration going to be? Um and so I was like, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. And like, it was just like ice cream came to my head. And so I just like, I just want some ice cream. I just want some ice cream, man. I kind of just like ended the interview and bolted off. Um, just cause I was just trying to like keep myself happy. Like I was like, this isn't a sad moment, right? Like this doesn't need to be a sad moment. This is a happy moment. You just accomplished one of your, your dreams you set as a kid. Um, and you get to appreciate everybody that put work and effort into it. Um, and so it was just like, think happy, think happy. And it was just like, it's just like this, like little ice cream cone, like just like popped up in my head. And um, that's, that's um, how I got to celebrate that evening um, was with some ice cream. So it was cool. That's a great story. Well, I hope you'll be able to celebrate with some ice cream after you, uh, after the Olympic trials and you make your way to Tokyo, right? Yeah, that, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Cause there's just, there's so much time, energy and not just my time and energy, right? Like there's, there's everybody's time and energy. Um, your family members, your um, close friends, your fans, like people that support you, everybody pours into a dream, right? Like, and it might, it might've started out as your dream, right? But as it gets bigger, you need, you know, people in different places that can get to different things 
um, that can introduce you to different things, help you learn different things, help you grow in different ways um, that pour into this dream and um, commit to helping you essentially like be your best self. And so um, those things are exciting. So like finally, right, like I'm going to get my ice cream and um, hopefully in, you know, 16, 17 days um, on April 3rd, um, that, that night I'll be celebrating making the Olympic team. Um, and then the next week, um, be rolling out of ice cream at the ISU creamery. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm just super excited. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a lot of positive things going on in my life. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. For sure. Well, Kyvin, thanks so much for joining us today and best of luck, uh, in the trials in April. All right. We'll, we'll all be cheering you on. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Kyvin. That is the great Kyvin Gadsden, uh, All-American wrestler at Iowa State competing for the Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics uh, coming up here uh, in April. We want to also remind you of our interview coming up next week. We invite you to tune in next Wednesday at noon. We'll be talking with Iowa State alumna Dr. Lauren Hughes. She's the state policy director of the Farley Health Policy Center at the University of Colorado. Thank you so much for watching and go Cyclones! This series is made possible by members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org.